Welcome to the Standing Out in Ohio podcast, where we discuss topics, upcoming events, news, and predictions with real estate professionals and entrepreneurs. Listen and learn what makes their companies and themselves stand out and gain advantages over the competition and gain market share. Subscribe for the latest news and discussion on what it takes to stand out from the crowd. Now, here's your host, Jim. Hey everybody, welcome to the Standing Out on How podcast. This is Jim Troth, and with me, of course, is my lovely wife and office goddess, Laura. Hi everyone. So, came across an article, and it says 7 out of 10 recent U.S. home buyers have regrets on buying the house. And we're going to talk about that, because the market is changing right yes, now. Yes, it is. And... It's, it's still not where normally you would desire to be for home buyers as far as like a very balanced market, at least not here in Ohio. But we're going to go over some of these things. And I think there's some things that people can do to help not have buyer's remorse, which is a very common thing. It's not unusual, but you want to avoid it or at least be aware of it. That way somebody's aware of it and prepared for it when it happens. True. But first, let's listen to this. Habitation investigation is the way to go for a home inspection in Ohio. Trusted licensed home inspectors for your needs from radon to mold to warranties. For a great home inspection, you really can't go wrong. Visit home inspections in Ohio.com. All right, Laura. This is from the uh, website, The Street. They've had a study or they looked at a study and they talk about home buyers having remorse. And they looked at a, a data from a report from uh, someplace called Clever Real Estate. Not familiar with them. They're out of Philadelphia. But anyway, the number one reason for buyer's remorse is that 30% of people said they spent too much money. What are your thoughts on that? My thoughts are that at least you're investing in real estate where the property values tend to go up or stay fairly stable. Last year and the year before that were kind of hyperinflated with prices. So I don't know exactly how that will even out, but I think there's one big reason why they paid too much. Okay. Well, Two reasons. Two reasons. Okay. Well, the, the second most common regret was rushing the home buying process, which may be related to, to if, what I'm thinking. To what you're thinking. Um, and with that, 3% saying the purchase decision were rushed and 26 indicated that they bought too quickly. Basically the same thing. They felt pressure. Basically, it sounds like they felt pressure to get it over with, which in this past market, you, if you did not make an offer really quick, you you did not have the luxury of waiting a few days to make a decision if you want to make an offer in the house. You had to make an offer very quickly, or it was going to be gone often that same day. That's just marking conditions. There's really, no agent could change that. The buyer can't change that. That's just the way it is, or the way it was at that point. And the way it was at that point. So. I, th- I think I think it's pretty common whenever you buy anything, especially if it's a larger price item, there's a, there's a chance for buyer's remorse. Like if you buy a crappy if you buy a candy bar and it's crap, 
All right, you spent a dollar fifty, maybe depends on the candy bar. I don't know. I, I, don't I know. haven't. I really don't know how much. Bars lately. I don't know. I don't know how much candy bars are. I always just buy the big bags of chocolate, <laughs> so I don't know what a normal chocolate bar would cost. But anyway, if you buy one, it's crap. It's like, oh, all right, I, I wasted a dollar. I'm still going to eat it, but I, it's, it's like, all right, or just throw just it out because it's only a couple bucks and call it a day. That, yeah. yeah, a house. Or a motorcycle is the thing I'm thinking about. Motorcycle or a house. All right, this is not just a buck. And if it's a house, you're going to be making payments on that for a long time. Likely, that has some a little more of a sting to it versus just a, a bad candy bar or a bad burger. I've eaten some burgers that are just junk, and I don't I don't go to those places anymore. So, what are your what are your thoughts regarding the rush and what the regret? So I, I think a big part of it were the millennials purchasing houses for the first time. So here in Columbus, I heard about millennials whose parents were taking out their 401ks and they were tapping into their savings and all of this to try to give their kids the money for a down payment or to make the appraisal gaps or, you know, whatever they needed that money for. And I think that the millennials went into it and they didn't have enough of an understanding of what the market was, what this actually meant to have a house purchase without an inspection, with you know everything going on, with the flips. I, I think that a lot of things didn't get noticed by you know real estate agents not a home inspector an appraiser is not a home inspector they're not going to come in and tell you how to fix the house if there's a problem or what kinds of things to look for or who to look for to do it like a home inspection does and when they walked in there they were totally unprepared and blindsided for the most part from yeah. what I'm reading in this and and that's a big part of it well they're saying here like two the other those who had regrets two-thirds were millennials who were eager to own their own homes and raise their families. So there was a lot of first-time home buyers. Right. And that's just uh, – then a third of those buyers, said, uh, they paid over the asking price. And the, and this, this is something interesting. First-time home buyers, they – what was they, they paid? They paid an average, a median of seventy-seven thousand over the house's over listing asking, price. Yeah, over asking price, and then of repeat buyers, they they average at sixty thousand dollars over asking price, which, which is very interesting to me that there was that much of a difference between a repeat buyer and a first-time buyer. And I, I, and I'll tell you what, what it is. Well, first, my first thought that that is experience. And the repeat buyer, well, the first time buyer, they're buying a house in this market and it's the only market they've ever bought a house in. So they don't know just, any different. Just by definition, this is right. the only market they know. The repeat buyers, they bought a house at some point in the past. And they have a I, better let's understanding. Just, let's just assume they bought a house at, we'll just say 30. They owned it for 15 years, okay? They've seen market shifts, at least one downturn or or you know just like a stalling out and then it goes back up again so they had that experience either directly their own experience with it or they've neighbors friends family so they have experience with it so that's probably why the more experienced did not overpay as much as much but the market 
told people that they really, they really dictated that they had to if they want to get a house. So this thing here, oh, it also said that people spend like three months looking for a house. And one in eight spent over six months looking for a house. Well, that guy that we had in that home buyer class a couple days ago had been looking for three years. Yeah, that's an extremely long time. So he's either really, really picky or he's looking only part-time. You're right. Very part-time and only like maybe he looks one, two months a year and then he's done for the next next year. I don't know. But yeah, that, that's, I don't that's know. That's a crazy long time to to be looking for a house. Good news is, is even if this person did buy a house and they- Overpaid. They over, well, yeah, they paid over asking price by a large amount. Real estate always goes up in, in value in the long run. So as long as the person is going to live there for several years, they're going to make out, make out in the long run. They're not well, going to lose money. You figured out how much our house increased each year from us living here. What what yeah. was the... It's, it's about 5% nationally is what the average home... And increasing the value, I think it's around five percent. That's what ours was, and it was, it was pretty close. It's not the exact number, but it's it's pretty close, about five percent a year. Which you could beat that. You can beat that in a market, in like right. stock market. Oh, like that's this. average, yes. a little, little bit higher than that. Typically, investing, you can, you should be able to do better than that. If you're paying rent anywhere, you're not you're not getting anything out of that. All yeah. your money, you you paid for your landlord's mortgage. Plus some extra for him to, to live on or for repairs. You're you're even if you overpaid, you're better off buying your own house, overpaying a little bit because in the long run, especially if you stay there five years or more, totally you're gonna get my it part, back. You're gonna you're gonna get that money back. Well, and how many times have we heard in the past couple of years about people raising rental? property rates because they can and like how many times have kids come and told us that they're looking to buy because they can't afford rent anymore and you may have paid over but if you hold on to that house and even if you end up doing it where you use that house as a rental property for somebody else down the road you can buy another house for yourself to live in if it's not quite what you had wanted i mean there's always options with real estate Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, this article goes on to say they talk about time heals all wounds, which, <laughs> yes, that does a great deal because real estate will go up in value as long as there's no tragedy, but that's why you have insurance. Right. You have insurance. So time will heal all wounds, especially if you overpay. That will work its way itself out. You'll be in, you know, up on the positive side. So it's always a good place to put your money. But this article goes on. They talk about for, you, for their next purchase uh, home buyers should be mindful of inspections, five-year trends on appreciation, appreciation values, as opposed to just what happened just one year. Because I remember, what was it, like 2006, 2007, 2008, people were buying houses like crazy. You could get no, you didn't have to verify any kind of income. Oh, it was crazy. Get a loan. And the assumption was, <laughs> it's, real estate values going up so much, you'll, it doesn't matter. You'll be able to sell it and have profit right. in it. Well, that changed quickly. So this is a good reminder. Like, hey, all right, so values went up a ton this year. 
It's not going to do that every single year. So you don't don't look at just that one-year trend. It's like when you buy a stock, you don't look at the one-year trend. You look at the 10-year trend to see how that fund's done because that's going to tell you in the long run how it's going to be. Anybody, everybody have a great year. You got that blind squirrel theory? Yep. Even a blind squirrel can occasionally find find a nut. Yep. So everybody have a good year. It's the trends. Are they having good trends overall? Um, And then real estate is, it's like a slow... I mean, it's a consistent increase in value in the long run. It's not right. going to have fantastic years as far as like income, you know, value going up a great deal. It's a sl- slow accumulation, but it's steady. It's average. As long as the property is still there, it never goes to zero. Well, that's actually one of the things I was going to say. If you bought a house and you didn't get an inspection, and let's say you are a first-time home buyer, you really should have it inspected so that you know what kind of issues there are before they become big, huge, even costlier issues. You know, a home inspection company can come in and they can give you your honeydew list. They can show you how to change your filter in your air condition in your HVAC system and and they can teach you how to do all these little maintenance things that you probably don't know as a first time home buyer. Uh, Here's what I thought was bad. It's a bad thing for real estate agents. You had a client, they bought a house, they have buyer's remorse. Okay. Their buyer remorse, you're the person to help them buy that house. You may be psychologically connected to buyer's remorse. You don't want that. So what you want to do is be certain and go, hey, just so you know, this is very common. You buy a house and you start having a little bit of remorse because you start wondering, did I buy too soon? Did I buy the wrong house? What if I waited? Is did that, I pay too much? Did I pay too much? It's like when you buy a motorcycle, you go, oh, man. You should, once you buy a house, buy a motorcycle, stop looking, okay, because you're only going to find something that's like, oh, that's kind of interesting there. Not What, Laura? Why are you constantly referencing buying a motorcycle? Because like, I are you wanting to buy another motorcycle? I would love to have a dirt bike, but I don't need I don't need a dirt bike. <laughs> How about wife remorse? <laughs> wife, no, never wife remorse. <laughs> Not with you, woman. So, but but as a, as a real estate agent, you should prep your buyer that hey, this is going to happen. That you might you might feel a little down because because first of all you got this build up you're excited you're nervous you got a lot of stuff going on it's awesome you're gonna buy a house you buy the house you move in life hits yeah and I was like all right now all the action has kind of stopped after you get your stuff in it's like all right now we're kind of settled in nothing's really going on it feels like so you you get a little buyer's remorse you get the get the mortgage payment like all right I kind of don't want this but it's better than rent. Yes, it I guarantee is, you actually get something for it. Back, you're actually building up equity and ownership. So it's better than rent all the time. But you need, once you buy the house, stop looking at other houses. This is your house. Make it your home. Quit looking. And I, th- I think for a real estate agent, they need to play therapist a little bit and go, hey, just so you know, this can happen. And just tell them it's. I've, it's I've, most people have that after they buy something, like, ah, oh, should I have done that? And. And they they always always a little wonder, yeah. So, but anyway, I, if I was an agent, I would tell my buyers that hey, this is a possibility. Yes, the house could go down in value, 
And I was just, I, I probably would say your house. I would say markets do go up and down and, and average the trend is steadily goes up every single year. That way, and just don't, don't, don't even bother about it. Don't even look at it. You're locked in and your rate's locked in. Right. So Hopefully. So, and if not, then that's another hopefully whole issue. Hopefully variable. But yeah. It's locked in. It's, you're going to be paying this amount as long as you as long as you own the house, unless you decide to sell it. But it's always going. It's on average. It's always going to go up in value. I don't five percent. I think is the average. So I think that's about it for this one. But do not waive the home inspection. That was that was another study showed that was part of paying too much because they had all these unexpected things come up. And all these expenses that they didn't know they were going to have, which on top of what they were already paying, made a lot of people really financially strapped. Yep. And if you're a real estate agent, I would not, if you're a real estate agent, do not let your buyers have, have remorse, especially remorse that you're tied to if you if you kind of, well, no matter what, they're going to tie you into that. So you need to mitigate, mitigate that. Damage. You need to mitigate the buyer's remorse by letting them, get them mentally prepared and have them do inspections so they... Know what they're getting into. There's always something going to be needs maintenance on the house, but you don't want any surprises for your for your buyers. So, nope. all right, that's it. Thank Bye you, everybody. Bye, bye. You've been listening to the Standing Out in Ohio podcast. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Google Podcasts to get new, fresh episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or visit the website of the best Ohio home inspection company at homeinspectionsinohio.com or jimtroth.com. That's J-I-M-T-R-O-T-H, and click on podcast. Until next time, learn and go do stuff. Mm-hmm.